Welcome to Music She Missed, the podcast where I try to get my best friend caught up in some of the most popular songs and artists that impact our lives. I'm Allison. Hi, I'm Rachel, and I missed all the music. That sounded like a question, but I'm Allison. (laughs) (laughs) And you did miss all the music. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Allison. How's it going this week? Going good. Are you excited as we're like kind of wrapping up the season and coming close to the end here? Yeah, I'm actually surprised of how fast we are going through this season. <laughs> it's just a week at a time. I know, but still. <laughs> um, so as usual, I have a tangentially related question for you. Go for it. I would like to know which spices and herbs in your spice rack you use most frequently in your cooking. <laughs> Really? We're going to do this group? What? I think I know which group we're going doing. Well, why don't you answer the question? Then we can see if you are correct. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. So, oddly, I don't like lots of spice. Um, yeah, no, I know. I don't like spicy things. You don't like I curry think... and chili powder in your... Yeah, <laughs> like, I think Doritos are spicy. <laughs> But um, (laughs) the most um, used spice that I use in my spice cabinet is actually curry. Um, I don't use it very often, but my favorite go-to recipe is like when I'm sick, when I've, you know, or kind of just, ugh, is this one recipe that uses curry. And it's just my comfort meal. Um, But you think Doritos are spicy. Yeah, but I... The recipe doesn't cause for a lot of curry, Okay. but that recipe, I actually don't measure, and I just sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. (laughs) But yeah, I like that. I just don't like a lot, a lot, a lot of it. So, who's the group are we listening to? I want you to guess, because you seem, when I asked you about herbs, (laughs) you seemed to already have an idea. Are we doing the Spice Girls? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. Well, I was thinking, I was like, uh, really? <laughs> I have no idea then now. Okay, good. Um, so my favorite herbs are parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. I like those. those Does that are... give you a clue of who the artist is this week? No, but I like those um, <laughs> herbs and spices. Okay. So... Can we do the drum roll? We can. Okay, here we go. (laughs) All right. Drum roll. It's Simon and Garfunkel. Huh. I don't think I know anything by them. Is this the group that does all the funny lyrics? No. I think you're thinking of Flight of the Concords. I don't know who that is. No, it's this one guy. He has a weird nose, and he sings that white nerdy song. Weird Al. Oh, so that's, is he part of this group? (laughs) No. Okay. But I'm really amused, like, picturing Simon and Garfunkel, except Garfunkel is Weird Al. Why would I I associate that guy with them? I don't know. Okay, so they're nothing associated together. I don't even know if Weird Al did a parody of one of their songs, so no, I don't think so. Okay, so I have no idea who Simon and I don't know them. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, Well, let me throw some songs at you, and you might. Okay. It's obvious that Scarborough Fair was not one of them, but let me throw some other songs. Um, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Oh, I do know that song. That's them? Yeah. The Sound of Silence. Oh, I don't know that. Don't know that one. 
pass. Homeward Bound. Isn't that a movie with a two dogs and a cat? It sure is, but it's also a song by Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> is there a song in that movie? Nope. Okay, then pass. Um, Cecilia. Pass. Okay. I have a friend named Cecilia. Fam- most famous song by <laughs> Simon Garfunkel probably is Mrs. Robinson. Da, 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 da. Yes. Is that them? Yes. Huh. So you do know a song. So I know two of those songs so far. So um, Simon and Garfunkel have a lot of hits. But Paul Simon, who is half of Simon and Garfunkel, obviously, went out, went on to have a solo career as well. Okay. And so you're going to be listening to hum, some of his songs. Okay. Um, we'll see if you know, um, have you ever heard the song Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard? Mm, pass. Okay. Still crazy after all these years? Pass. All right. You can call me Al. I'll hum a little of it for you. Does that sound familiar? Pass. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's where I got that Al guy. <laughs> if you've never heard the song, you can call me Al. I don't then know. Probably not. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That is an interesting association. So on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you rate your current knowledge of Simon and Garfunkel? I don't know if they're still alive. I don't know if they're still together. I don't know what year they're together when they got popular, but I can recognize two of their songs. So I would say maybe a 2.5. Sure. We can go with that. We can go with 2.5. So Rachel, you have some homework this week. I do. I put together a slightly less than an hour playlist. Okay. Thanks. Their songs are short. So okay. there's a lot of songs on the playlist. They're all just like three minutes long yeah so. and I know last week was hard and to break it down and give <laughs> yeah. me only an hour so maybe True. this is the response to that <laughs> it's totally unrelated to last okay. week but uh, I've got a little hour of music here for you of Simon and Garfunkel plus some Paul Simon for you to listen to enjoy evaluate we'll come back together in a week and uh, we'll hear all of your thoughts all right sounds good I'm looking forward to it here we go me too audience we'll be back with you in just a moment Welcome back. Rachel, you spent the last week listening to Simon and Garfunkel and more, Paul Simon. How'd it go? I am not sure how this is going to (laughs) go. Well, you just had a whole week. I did, but I felt like, well, I don't know. Maybe this second half is going to be more of you convincing me not to give the score that I initially really want to gut give. Now, that is not my purpose. My purpose <laughs> is to just educate you, and you make whatever decision you want. I My feelings are not hurt, with the exception of, you know, whether or not you like the Beatles. My <laughs> feelings are not hurt. Are you upset about my 7.5 to them? No. Okay. Yeah, that's a positive rating. Yeah, it's a positive rating. I'm just saying, like, it's I don't not care. A, I, I'm in love with you writing. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. More Beatles for me. I'm just saying, I don't care if you don't like something. Okay. And I'm not going to try to convince you to like them, though I might try to convince you why they're important or why you should care. I why can't... are these guys important, then? Because well... I feel like, like, I don't know, if you weren't introducing me to them, uh-huh. I don't see why other people think he, they're important. Well, that's wow, a... that's really mean. <laughs> 
<laughs> they probably don't care either. Paul Simon, <laughs> if you're listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, well, why don't we just start from the beginning? It sounds like you didn't have a good week. So why don't we just jump into some of your questions? Okay. So my first question is, I'm a little confused here. Okay. Why does Simon go by his first name, but the second guy in the group goes by his last name? Or is the second guy's first name Garfunkel? Is he, like, German or something? Why are you laughing at me? I think it's funny that it's <laughs> that you think Garfunkel is his first name. Well, I don't so, know. It so, could right, be. So let's, let's start at the very, very beginning. The two guys in the band are Art Garfunkel and Paul Simon. So it is both of their last names, Simon and Garfunkel. Okay. And it's not, know... it's not German, but they're both um, Jewish. Okay. So it's probably, maybe it's German. It might, I think it's German. Well, it's more Bavarian. At least I know the name Garfunkel. From, yeah. Maybe. I know the name. <laughs> Sounds familiar to you. Well, also Strudel, Strudel, Garfunkel. Yeah. It's got the very L similar. things. <laughs> Anyways. What other questions do you have? <laughs> this is what happens when we record late at night. <laughs> so um, the other question that I have is, where are they geographically from? Because they sound like a certain accent. Okay, where do you think? What's the accent? That... They sound like my husband. Okay. Who's from New York. Well, they are also from New York. Ah. Specifically Queens in a Jewish neighborhood. Really? Yeah. Okay. Good guess. Good guess. <laughs> well. So um, let's jump in a little bit to the history. We're not going to spend too much time on it. Mm -hmm. um, do you know what decade we're in here? Definitely like the 60s, yeah. 70s. You got it. You got it. Folk art. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like they have a beard. Um, do they some have, of the time. Do they have facial hair? I some. feel like he's singing to me with facial hair on. <laughs> Sometimes. So, um, so we'll just call them Simon and Garfunkel for clarity's sake, instead of using like their whole name or the first name. So each of them, Art and Paul. Uh, instead of saying Art and Paul, yeah, it sounds a little weird to me. So well, uh, Simon and Garfunkel is no different to me because I just it was. I, I've never listened to them until now. I know. So I know know nothing else but Art and Paul. All right. So Art and Paul grew up <laughs> in the 40s and 50s in okay. New York. They were neighbors, and they went to school together, like, as early as elementary school. That's fun. And they became friends that early. And um, one of the articles that I found said that um, Simon noticed Garfunkel singing, and he thought, that's a good way to... Uh, to get girls to like you. So they started singing together, and in middle school they figured out, oh, we harmonize really well. I right? can see that in some of their songs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they started kind of performing as, like, a duo under a lot of different names. They weren't always Simon and Garfunkel, right? They had uh -huh. several names, one of which was Tom and Jerry, which you think there would be, like, some kind of, like, copyright issue with that, but weren't they, they so got away with it. Okay, because Tom and um, Jerry are actually from the north, um, Northwest. What? The ice cream guys. That's Ben and Jerry. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Tom and Jerry is a cat and a mouse. Oh, that's a cat and a mouse. <laughs> that's right. Okay. On cartoons, she missed. Next <laughs> cartoons, <week>. she missed. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, Tom and Jared, Ben and Jerry, ice cream and strudel. Okay. The name had nothing to do with the cartoon, by the way. They picked it for totally other reasons. It's just funny now looking back at it. Oh. Um, and they, you know, they were influenced by a lot of like 1950s music, kind of doo-wop-y kind of sounds, Everly Brothers. Hmm. I don't hear that. Um, well, the harmonies, especially if you don't know who the Everly Brothers are. No, but I don't people know who, who they know are. who they are will say, ah, yes, I can see that because it was very like tight vocal harmonies. So th- that's what they grew up listening to. And their first songs were heavily influenced by that. But as okay. time went on, they developed their own songwriting and times changed. Mm-hmm. They move into what you correctly identified as like the folk. Yes, I do not like that genre. (laughs) Well, you don't like this artist. No, I don't think I like folk. Okay. Well, have we ever listened to anyone that's folk? This is the first one. Okay, so I have determined that this is my first and maybe my last. Well, I get to decide what you listen to. (laughs) So you can say that if you want, but we aren't done with this show. (laughs) Anyway, uh... (laughs) Um, they had a couple of early singles and stuff that didn't really make a big splash. So this, uh, this first song that came out was called Hey School Girl. And, um, they actually... Is this them trying to get the girls in the schoolyard? Oh, I don't know. This song's not important. It's just that they bribed the guy to get the single played on his radio show. And then there was this system called payola where you could like basically pay DJs to like play your song. So this is when they were in middle school? No, I mean, they're, well, like high school. They're oh. like teens. Okay. Yeah. So very, very early on. But they started, you know, they paid a lot of money to like get their song played. Huh. So um, their first album, uh, which is not featured on your playlist, didn't really do much okay but um the sound the song sound of silence was on that album but when they originally recorded that song um the little guitar part that the song is famous for that's like you know what i'm talking Uh about uh that wasn't there what do you mean it wasn't there it was just like a simple acoustic guitar and their vocals and that's it okay and we um, that's not on your playlist, but you can listen to that version. And then their producer did a new arrangement of that song with the drums and the guitar, making it heavier. Okay. And didn't tell them, and released that, and it became a hit. Oh And that's wow. how they their sec- their album, The Sound of Silence, became a big deal. Yes, because of this version that. They didn't even want it done that like done that way. Isn't that huh. interesting? So they didn't even know that it, that part was going to be released. Correct. Huh. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so um, so there's a couple songs from that album. They have five albums throughout the '60s. Wow. Um, yeah. The most the most highly acclaimed is the final one, which is the um, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Okay. So. Um, But all of them, you know, kind of have different sounds. And they quickly became kind of like a a band that both the young kids of of this generation, like the baby boomers, basically, and 
adults of the same time could both enjoy. So they're multi-generational impacting. Yes. Huh. Um, And they did, they did not like invent folk by any means. Huh. But they did, they are a definite, um, big one. Good example of 60s folk, both like lyrically and musically. Huh. Um, But then they broke up. Really? Yeah. And that's a weird story. Okay. Why don't you elaborate? So, um, Simon and Garfunkel, they're a duo, right? You don't yeah. have one without the other. But occasionally, they would do things on their own, but it would create, like, tension between them. So, in the late um, late 60s, early 70s, um, they were asked to uh, be in a movie, um, like a... A production of Catch-22. And the director of that movie cut Paul Simon's role. But kept... But kept Gar- Garfunkel. Ugh, and ouch. that apparently created or exacerbated the tension between uh... them. And I just read like a bunch of articles saying that that's... That was the break. The beginning part. of their split up was like this competition between each other yeah and um what's funny is that in the end paul simon ends up being the more acclaimed musician and the more famous of the two though art garfunkel like kept being in movies and what's really neat is Would that i have seen him in any of the movies um probably not okay mostly movies from the 70s that don't really seem like you're have you seen catch 22 i feel like i have actually really but I, I read more of the book right so well you can always watch it and be like hey yeah. I know who that guy is now. Um, so they've kind of, over the past 40, 50 years, okay. have kind of had, like, a times of apart, and then they have, a, like, a reunion, and they do a concert, and then they're, like, apart, and then they do, like, another thing. So they're, they're always kind of connected. They're constantly... Are they back together now? It's not oh, like Wait, they're... wait, wait. Are they alive? Yeah, yeah. They're both alive. Well, that's nice. And they... Because um... I know you've kind of broken the bad news to me on some of those Yeah, people. there's no bad news. Yay! Well, um, other than they've broken up. That's sad. Yeah, but it's like, it's like they don't it's like they don't like each other, but they do. It just seems very like on and off kind of a thing. Hmm. Um, the last time that they had a little reunion, they did a tour in 2010. Um, okay. They've that's... talked in the past few years about um... They've done a couple reunions, but they haven't done, they haven't like created new music together. They've done solo things, their own things, and then they come back together and they're like, hey, we're going to play the old Simon Garfunkel songs for a big tour. And then not really do anything new. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. That's a really brief overview of the history of That's okay. Simon and Garfunkel. And we didn't really, I don't know if you want to talk about Paul Simon solo or if you'd rather just talk about him like with the songs of his that you liked or disliked. Uh, we can get that into the um more of some of my like likes and dislikes before we do do you have any other questions about the band oh i do and i actually have some comments as well like um so curiosity on some of the songs that i was listening to okay they use a lot of names can you give me some examples okay Mrs. Robertson, Cecilia, Julio, Al. Yes. Who are all these people? (laughs) 
So we have talked about this before where sometimes a name is just a name because it sounds good in the song, right? Yeah. Well, you've, you've asked this question in other artists, but I do have a couple of answers for you. Well, I feel like some of these names are, they're not just, oh, they fit well in the song. They're actually like people. Right. So Mrs. Robinson's a great example okay. of this. Um, have you seen the movie The Graduate with Dustin yes. Hoffman? Okay. It's a great movie. Tis is directed by the same guy who directed Catch-22, Mike Nichols. And um, he wanted to use Simon and Garfunkel's music for the soundtrack of that movie. If you've seen the movie, then you're aware that there's a character named Mrs. Robinson. Yes. But here's what's interesting. Paul and Art had been working on the song, Here's to You, Mrs. Robinson, right? Uh But they hadn't fully decided on a name. They kept changing out three-syllable names that just kind of fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the director was talking about um, how he needed another song for the movie, and then the guys were like, well, how about Mrs. Robinson, that song we've been working on? He was like, what? You had a song on Mrs. Robinson and you didn't tell me when the (laughs) character's name? And so it was kind of like they had... They explained, like, well, the title was just kind of constantly changing, yeah. but that was what they decided on, and it worked in the movie. Huh. So when the movie came out, also the song came out. Right. And then the album, the soundtrack to the movie was released, and then shortly thereafter, the album featuring that song and other songs was released. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And another one you mentioned was Cecilia. Yes. That is my all-time favorite song by them. Maybe one of my all-time favorite songs ever. And... Um, it's kind of an interesting uh, reference because the song, do you, did you catch what the song's about? Yeah, 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 I caught it. Okay. It's a cute song. I really like it. It was a fun one. It is. But, you know, it's about a woman who it's like, hey, I thought she was my girl. Now she's back with somebody else. And yay, she's back, right? <laughs> and, um, but the name Cecilia comes from the patron saint of music, right, in the Catholic Church. Uh-huh. And so, um... Paul Simon suggested that the song might refer to the frustration of songwriting, like kind of like a muse, right? Or like, or the saint of songwriting in that it's like, it's there, it's gone. Like kind of referencing the woman to the art of creating a pop song. That's funny. Yeah. Very creative. And I can see why they would have created a fun song for such a a muse. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. A little bit absurd, but. Yeah. So, um, another question that I have for you okay. is that the song, um, A Haze Shade of Winter. A Hazy Shade of Winter. Yeah. I like that one a lot. A ha- Hazy Shade of Winter. Yes. Um, it kind of ends weird. It like, it's it feels abrupt. like abrupt. And yeah. I'm like, was that done on purpose? Most why, definitely. Why? <laughs> why? Why not? Some songs fade uh... out. Some songs, um, end with you know a chorus being repeated some songs and abruptly i think mm, i can't speak directly to why they ended it that way i tried to find out huh maybe some super simon garfunkel fan out there knows the answer but i feel that it just is um interesting why not why not when you have uh, an album and maybe the songs are kind of lilting and folky and you're just kind of like enjoying it to have a song abruptly end. Why not just kind of shake people awake and be like, Hey, 
are you listening? You know, I don't know if that's their intention, but to me, it kind of feels that way. Yeah. I don't know if I liked it, though. Well, that's all right. You don't have to. Huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> all right. So another thing that I kind of noticed um, that a bunch of their songs sound the same. Like, it's different lyrics, but the same song almost, where I kind of didn't like that part. Of, and I don't know if that's just folk um, songs or it was just them. What do you think? Um, I mean, I don't think that they all sound the same, but I think they have a style. Yeah, that same style where what where I question? feel like, okay, so was it season one or season two we did Beyonce? That was season one. Season one. Okay. Yeah. So we hear Beyonce, and I feel like out of that whole hour of listening to her music, mm -hmm. where she is just doesn't sound like the same person from the first song to the oh, third okay. song to the seventh song. Mm -hmm. And where I feel like with Simon and Garfunkel, I'm like, it's them well, again. I, I don't think that Cecilia sounds like Homeward Bound sounds like The Sound of Silence. But I also, so one of my thoughts on this is that the less familiar you are with a genre, uh -huh. the more likely everything sounds the same. Hmm. That might be my situation. I mean, especially, um, you know, earlier in the season when we were talking about country and you had this image in your head. Yeah, yeah. Of country. And this is kind of what it is. Yeah. It's like a stereotype that you create in your mind. It all starts to sound the same. The more you know. Yeah. The more you can differentiate. Yeah. And it ceases to do that. I guess so, yeah. I see what you're saying. I feel you. So I feel that it might just be like an exposure issue. Yeah. But, I mean, all of these songs were created within a few years of each other. Many of them are mm -hmm. on the same album, and there is a certain style that is distinctly them. Yeah, it, it is very distinctly them, because the, they do not sound like Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like... Yeah, they do not. That is so true. <laughs> But then there's, there is a little break, because in 1970s when they break up. Yes. And then which we have, I, we have I several Paul Simon songs in here. You're shocking me that they broke up, because they sound like they were made for each other when it comes to the harmony. I know, right? Especially but, such a childhood friendship. Yeah. That's yeah, sad. It is sad. But at least they keep coming back together. <laughs> yeah. And so. they're both alive, so there's still time. Yes. So, um... Let's talk a little bit about the Paul Simon. Paul, let's talk a little bit about the Paul Simon tracks because okay. hopefully you heard that those were different than the Simon and Garfunkel tracks at the beginning of your playlist. Yeah. Um. So you can call me Al. Yeah. I thought that was a fun song, it and is. I liked the different instruments, like the flute, the horn, the hand um, drums. Yeah. I thought that was super cool. Okay. And I actually put that song on my like list. Okay, great. But I also noticed that he, um, Simon, Paul Simon also sang the one song, Graceland, mm -hmm. and I did not like that song. I didn't like the beat. It just made me want to push the skip button. So that's really interesting that you really liked one and you didn't like the other. Yeah. These are from the same album, which is called Graceland. And there's a huh. third track on there, Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes. This mm. is an extremely highly acclaimed album. Really? Yes. And it has a really interesting history. And I'm glad you brought up the instruments. You heard the drum. You heard the... Was that all him? No, no. In fact, uh, many of the 
um, voices and instrumentalists on this album are South African musicians. Oh, I like that. So this album was, well, not everybody did because the album was made in the 80s while there was like a uh, boycott on everything South African because it was in the middle of apartheid. Yeah. And he basically like made a South African album when nobody was supposed to be doing anything with South Africa because South Africa was a giant mess. Yes. Right? But he had this, um, and some also, some people also didn't like it, I should mention, because um, they saw it as cultural appropriation. So um, anyway, so this album draws from African, well, it draws from a lot of different musical traditions. It does. Which, which is why it doesn't sound like folk, right? Like, you may not like it, but it's not the same as what was happening in the 60s. Right? No, I would say yes. I would agree that it doesn't sound like folk, but it does sound like folk. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Well, it is. It's weird because it's it's twenty. So it's the same songwriter. Yeah. Right. But it's drawing from a lot more styles. So Graceland features like a bunch of different musical styles. Uh -huh. It includes pop. Includes rock. It has acapella. It has zydeco. Do you know what zydeco is? No. It's like um, kind of Louisiana Cajun stuff, yeah, and then it okay. has a lot of like African um, different styles, and um, it's one. It was a super commercial hit, right? Like super, super high charting. Got Grammy Award for Album of the Year, 1987. It's considered like culturally important like Graceland as an album and and unfortunately you only have three songs mm -hmm. so you're not getting the full picture of all of the different pieces that he includes on this album I picked some of the more popular songs okay but each song has he goes back and forth between like happy songs serious songs like I just included some of the more famous ones but the album as a whole is pretty important it's interesting how I liked one, but I didn't like another. Well, on an album where all the songs don't sound the same, mm -hmm. that's probably more likely Yeah, to I guess so. So, gotcha. um, anyway. Um, and you can even hear some of the other influences. In The Obvious Child, you've got some Latin influence. In Me and Julio, Down by the Schoolyard, same thing. Kind of more urban Latin-y. So, Paul Simon definitely went a different direction. He did. And has been more successful than Garfunkel post the duo. Gotcha. So what were some of your faves and least faves? Okay. Um, besides the ones we already kind of talked about. Yeah, yeah. I liked Mrs. Robertson. It's Robinson. Robinson. Yes. Sorry. Yep. I like that song. Okay. The song makes me want to kind of pick up my guitar and join in. I yeah. thought it was just a very fun song and... Um, it was something that I thought I could accomplish on the guitar with my lack of guitar skills. Perhaps. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe. Um, I also liked Bridge Over Troubled, Troubled Water. Okay. Tell um, me about that. Um, I like this song, but I also don't like this song. Okay. Please because, elaborate. Because <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie to you, when I heard the song, I was like, oh, I've heard this song. Okay. Oh, wait a second. I have not heard this song. Aha. Uh -huh. So I've heard this song covered by other people. You've, you've heard this song. Well, I doubt you've heard 
all of these people. But you, 50 artists have covered the song. Okay, I've not heard 50 artists. <laughs> right. But this song is super famous and covered by all different kinds of people in all different kinds of genres. Like, I've heard it, like, in movies and stuff. Definitely. Um, and so... I like the people that cover it, but I don't like the original song of Simon and Garfunkel. And that is acceptable, though I do have a comment about that. Okay. So, um, there have been times where I've heard the cover of a song before I heard the original song. Uh Uh-huh. And it's easy to prefer the cover because that's the first time you heard it. It's kind of like your favorite Bond is the first Bond uh-huh, that you yeah. see, you know what I mean, yeah. and it might take time before you realize, eh, Sean Connery really is the best Bond, even if I saw Roger Moore first, <laughs> or whatever. That's funny. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, now? yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, I think it's the same thing here, where you're already familiar with something and you like something. So when you hear something different, it's yeah, it's kind yeah. of jarring. Yeah. But however, they wrote the song, and obviously, at least fifty other giant artists thought it was good enough to yeah. <laughs> to cover. So. Um, I think it's cool that you that you recognized that yeah. you liked it and that you didn't like it and that you're seeing like that there is a disparity between what you've already heard yeah. and what you're hearing now. So exactly. I, don't, I mean, you are welcome to like another version better. There mm. are covers of Beatles songs that I like better than the original. It's really? total, it, yes, of course. It's totally allowed. I just want you, you to think about why. Yeah. And not just like dismiss it. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> It's like music. I'm not, you don't want me to just dismiss it. Yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> most things. Exactly. Okay. So I also like the 59th um, Street Bridge song. It's just, yeah. It's that really had groovy. some really cute lyrics. That's a And fun it was a fun to kind of sing along. Mm-hmm. But there's a part that I didn't like about it. Okay. I mean, did not like about it. Bold, underlined, italic. I did not like the whistling. What is it? The whistling. Oh, the whistling. <laughs> the whistling. Oh my gosh, the whistling. All right, so you need to explain to our audience your weird thing about whistling. I do not like whistling. <laughs> I do not like whistling. I can't handle it. But now, the weird thing given is your like. your husband a strict no whistling in the house policy. Oh my goodness, yes. But then also, my dad, mm-hmm. my brothers, my two brothers mm-hmm. have joined whistling contests. Yeah. And brother. they have won. Yeah. And so I'm not like completely. You don't dismiss it as an art form, but it hurts your ears. It hurts my ears. <laughs> it does. And I've gone to actually ear doctors to see how it hurts my ears. And it does. Oh, they didn't just say, you're crazy. No, they said, <laughs> actually, no, it actually hurts a certain part of your ear and gives me headaches. Well, unfortunately, I did not think about that component <laughs> when I was putting together a playlist full of acoustic guitar and whistling. <laughs> Because it's not the only song that has whistling. No, it's not. <laughs> but I really liked the lyrics. I thought they were cute. Okay. And so that's why I still put it on my like list. It's too bad that you don't like whistling. Because I think I whistling, know. it's a happy sound. But also, this is the weird thing. So I don't like other people whistling. But yeah, I don't, I but if I'm whistling, yeah. it doesn't hurt my ears. Isn't that weird? I but then when crazy. I'm whistling, it, it spurs other people to whistle. And then it hurts, hurts my ears. It's weird. Like, I'm telling everyone in the entire world, you're not allowed to teach my daughter how to whistle. You can learn. You can teach her how to snap. Just don't teach her how to whistle. I was going to whistle on air right now, but I won't. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> I'll whistle at the end. Okay. I do like Cecilia. 
I thought Babe. that was a very fun song and very cute lyrics and fun lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one I really liked was Still Crazy After All These Years. Yeah, it's a fun Paul Simon. Yeah, I like the smoother sound and it sounded a little bit jazzy. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's true? Yeah. Yeah, cool. So I have a couple dislikes, but before I get to the dislikes, this is the first time. Yes, it took all the way to season two. Wait, three. no, we're on season three. <laughs> to get to not only a like, not only a dislike, but a neutral category. <laughs> it's a neutral category. Um, if you're like, yes, I heard that song. <laughs> it's the song <laughs> I Am a Rock. Yeah. Okay. And I'm cool with the chorus part. The I'm a rock, I'm an island part? Yeah, in the lyrics, but I don't like the refrains of it. A refrain and a chorus are the same thing. Do you mean the verses? Yeah, the verses. Mm. I just don't like the verses, sorry. So, to kind of go into the dislikes, though. Okay. Um, so, Scar- Scarsborough Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like that harmony, which is so weird because I thought they were like the kings of harmony. But I didn't like the harmony that they did in well, that. Well, it's a little bit minor. It's a little bit dark sounding. Mm-hmm. Is that why you don't like it? Yeah, um, I just didn't like it. And But at least I know where you got the herb question Yeah. that you asked at the beginning, the at answered. the first half. Yes, I was like, oh, so this is where Allison got that question. It's also the name of the album, Parsley, yeah. Sage, Rosemary, and Thyme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. So you didn't like that. What else didn't you like? Um, the dangling conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the song. This is one of the ones that I felt was. It just sounded like all the rest of the other ones. I was just like, "Huh, Simon and Garfunkel, you have nothing new." I just, eh. so I didn't like that one. Okay. And then, um, oh. Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Ah, that is, that's probably, okay, so I really Uh, like Cecilia. But Me and Julio down by the schoolyard is one of my favorite songs. Like. I listen to it all the time. Like, this week gave me a headache because of the whistling. So, I, so, (laughs) I feel that your bizarre whistling thing. Uh Uh-huh. Negatively biases you toward a band that you might otherwise like. Well, that's what I was thinking of doing, of, like, um, seeing if I could listen to them with, and then, like, block out all the whistling parts, and then just listen them to listen to the non-whistling. How would you block out the whistling? I don't know, but I would. <laughs> I'd figure it out. If there are any musically tech-savvy people that would like edit to edit stuff. out the whistling <laughs> in all of Simon Garfunkel so, and send it to Rachel. Just to see if I could actually start just liking them. Just change it to a hum. You could just overdub it with a hum. <laughs> That would be very helpful. Yeah. I just, the whistling this week. All right. It was just like a very dull headache, too. And I just couldn't get it to go away. <laughs> All right. Well, um, fun fact that everybody's now learned. You don't like whistling. And mm-hmm. Simon and Garfunkel has more whistling than you would expect. Yes. So, uh, I guess we've got nothing left to do but rate this band. Yeah. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, let's see. One is, um, you prefer the sound of silence. And, <laughs> and ten, uh, I don't have a good pun for ten. Ten is great. And five is just kind of like, meh, take or leave. Where are you going to rate them? 
And see, that's the hard part. Like, I want to be able to give you, like, a quick, quick grading. Which I want. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. I can't. Do it. No! But the thing is, I like Mrs. Robinson. Okay. I thought that was such a cute um, song, and okay. I like Bridge Over Troubled Waters. Okay. But I don't like them singing it, so I just, I don't know what rating to give them. I think I'm going to give them a 2.5. So you liked them as much as you like Madonna? Oh, maybe less. Okay. So they're like... Mm, two but more than nirvana yes but less than black sabbath yes see i think it's because of the whistling the whistling i think you would have given them a true neutral uh, if not for the whistling no i don't know i i think i'm gonna stick with my two being above nirvana because nirvana just like oh my gosh i'd rather we know yeah we know but the whistling yes the folk yes but some of the lyrics are just fun like cecilia uh, Mrs. Robinson, it's just... So it's not garbage, but it's like recycle bin? Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Rachel doesn't like Simon and Garfunkel. Now you know. Yeah. Somebody says, hey, Rachel, what do you think about Simon and Garfunkel? You can be like, I know who they are and I don't like them. Yeah, I know who they are. And those <laughs> are not their first names. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, audience, if you want to follow along with Rachel's journey, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, rate and subscribe on iTunes, and don't forget to follow this playlist and all our playlists by searching for Spotify colon user colon music she missed and follow us there. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel, I'm sorry you had a less than stellar week, but we've got one more episode in uh, this season. Yay! And I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I'm actually having a lot of fun, in spite of just how this was a a rating of two this week. But still, I'm, I had a lot of fun. You had fun hating it. Yeah. 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 Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much, and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Oh, I want strudel now.